I mean, that's a really shitty transition that oh you're giving God. me right there. And you just killed my whole fucking vibe. Like, <laughs> I was hot. I was ready. I'm just saying, it. like, just, that was funny, though. It was. <laughs> <laughs> We're about quality and quantity, but we deliver on neither. Oh, my yes. gosh. You can't just recycle your jokes from one week I ago. Can't. Oh, my God. I will recycle them. I'm a father. You That's recycle what I do. your jokes the way the challenge recycles episode titles. Well, seeing that they've only done it twice, that's not bad in thirty in thirty eight seasons. Thirty nine. That's seasons. not true. They have done it way more than twice. Well, still, that's dad math for you. Get rich or die trying. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Independence Day. Okay, just don't forget about Ashley. I'm not going to. Yeah, should put. What the fuck is should put? <laughs> It's an autocorrected shout out. Pudget. Should put. <laughs> What's her last name again? Pudget? No, Perry. Perry. Good thing I got that. <laughs> What's got her the, first I got the first letter right. I mean, you were really close in that there are also letters in her last name, but that's about where the similarities <laughs> stop. Ashley Perry. Okay. Like, Ashley Perry. Like Steve, Tyler Perry. But Ashley. But yeah. Ashley. Except her name's <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> I, Basically the same, really. Yeah, I mean, really, if you think about it, it honestly is. And I'm <laughs> just, yeah. I'm going to end it there. I'm not going to lie. I continually get distracted by the fact that there's a counter in the top that says 99% uploading. Is it? And then it just keeps bouncing around. Yeah. Ours is, <laughs> ours is lagging at 67. Almost nice. It's because we keep talking, though. Every time we talk, watch, it'll start over. See what I mean? It'll, it's just because we keep talking. Now, now I want to be quiet. So catches up. Mine only goes down to 97. Yeah. And then it goes right back up to 99. Ours hasn't got up above 60, like six or seven. (laughs) Mine is equivalent to the number of red balloons that the song sings about. (laughs) So how was this previous episode with Challenge Historian? Oh, it was really good. Um, It was actually, we recorded yesterday. Um, I I think it's already up on his channel. Um, but yeah, it was really good. We got it down to like an hour 20, um, which is a huge improvement on our three hour preseason interview, our (laughs) preseason episode, but no, it was a lot of fun. We kind of have like a similar format to what we've got. Obviously we're talking survivor rather than the challenge. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's weird to be doing a survivor podcast because that's where like my knowledge is. Sarah was listening to it. Actually, I think right before I went down to record, Sarah was listening to it. She's like, it's funny because like you're fairly confident on challenge fandom and like when you're talking about the challenge. But when you transition to talking about Survivor, it's like your confidence just skyrockets because that's what you know. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I can see that because sometimes you'll say something and where like I know that, you know, the old school challenge and everything else. I generally just be like, Karina is correct because I don't know. Uh, And I'm not going to risk that and be very wrong because you're usually right. Whereas with survivor, I like, I'm a bit more confident in the random shit that clogs my brain where I can't do basic math. So. Yeah. See, and I think it was opposite for us. Like when we did that one season where we did cover survivor together, I, I always felt so like, 
I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like I was not confident at all. Anytime we talked about Survivor and no, no matter like how much like Survivor I tried to like cram into my brain, it was like it just didn't. I never felt confident about it because it's just it. I, I, I'm such a challenge fan that like I try to look at it from that point of view and it doesn't work yeah. in Survivor, just like Survivor doesn't work in the challenge, you know, and so it's like. I don't know how to assess their gameplay because I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was just going to say, I always felt like I was in too deep. Like yeah. I didn't under, like I understood the gameplay, but I didn't understand the full perspective right. of knowing the history right. of this, of survivor and how influential certain moves were. Yeah. And without that context, it just, it, it doesn't ring true. You know what I mean? So, and it doesn't yeah. hold that value where I feel like even as much as I'm, I like the challenge and I'm into it. If we were talking football, I would have a completely different way of talking about it than yes. I do the challenge. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah. And like there on this episode of survivor past, there was, um, there was an advantage called safety without power. And Sarah's like, how does that work? And then my brain just started going. And I was like, in Winners at War, Jeremy Collins used it. He, he left Tribal Council. Basically, you sit at Tribal, go through the whole Tribal Council, and then peace out. And you don't have to vote, and you can't be voted for. And because of that, Sarah Lucina took Denise's vote. Kim played an idol on Denise. And then Tyson went back to Edge of Extinction. And that's just all up there. And just, like, came out. And I was like, I don't, again, cannot do basic math to save my life but <laughs> i can totally tell you what happened at a single tribal council in season 40 yes right. see i can tell you that the buffalo bills are the only team to go to four super bowls in a row and lose them all <laughs> i can also tell you that peyton manning has five mvps and two super bowl wins i can tell you that the falcons have been to the super bowl twice they've lost both times first time to john elway and the 1997-98 denver broncos um, I can tell you who the starting quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, all that right off the top of your head. Yeah. Right away. You asked me what I ate for lunch four days ago. I have no <laughs> fucking clue. It's gone. Yeah. Gone. You want to know who the number one defense in 1985 was? It's the fucking Chicago Bears with fucking Mike Singletary and Richard the Fridge Perry, I believe is his name. I, I'm not 100% on that one. That one I'm not. but. One of the best defenses of all time. Tell you all that shit. Sarah says that I'm basically the in-house IMDB because if she can't think of a movie or an actor or there's somebody on TV and she's like, I don't know what I remember that person from. I will not only just start being able to rattle off the movies that they've been in. I will like think about it for a second and then tell her the one that's most likely the one that she saw them. But that's went to film school, obsessed with movies worked at two different video stores. Like that's my job. And that's kind of like where my brain lives most of the time. <laughs> oh, Rick's doing stuff. No, I'm adjusting it. So I don't have to like lean over and hunch down. Like I want to be able to sit back and with this new mic, I can do it yeah. and not be right up on it. So I, I would last second adjustments. Look, we got new shit. We got new stuff, everybody. New shit has come to light. Oh my gosh. We just switched our whole fucking recording procedures and programs. It's brand new to us. It's like a brand new fucking world. What is that? Who who sings that? Tony Stats in the whole new world. Yeah. From Aladdin? 
fuck yes thank you i couldn't place it like for some reason i was like is that celine dion that doesn't feel yeah, right it's totally that, doesn't, what it is. <laughs> that doesn't feel a right. whole new world from titanic <laughs> with a side of frozen uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm fired tonight you know what's grinding my gears what's grinding your gears Michelle plays the same damn game every season and is surprised about the results of it. That's what grinds my gears. That's why I have a favorite quote from the evening. That's my favorite quote from the evening, too. I already know what it is, Tony. Ooh, it's my second favorite. I got a better one, and it's funny. I don't agree that it was better, but yours is funny, too. It, it tickled my fancy in the right way. Yeah. I also have, I have a lot of favorite lines from tonight. It, there, was, there were some good ones. Yeah, yeah, there were there really there were, were some good ones. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's getting down to the end of the season, so you don't typically get a ton of drama or anything. Like they're all just trying to make it to the end. Like all the drama is yeah. going to be competitive and vote based now, instead of I just don't like this person or anything like that. But I think uh, the way the game gets exposed and how people play it and played all season, the more we learn about that in the latter part of the season. <laughs> It makes it much more interesting to see how they moved, except for Michelle in this situation, because mm. no, I don't want to say except for Michelle. That's not right. Yeah. It's just, I feel like Michelle played the same game she played in Spies Lies, the same game she played in Ride or Dies, and it bit her in the ass. Yep. And hopefully she learns from this and comes back into the game with more of like, hey, there's this crew and I'm going to fucking rock with them no matter what. Yeah. And see how that takes it, you know, not saying she's, yeah, not saying she's going to make a final from that, but you know, no, I mean, like new. she said it in the episode, she did fairly well in like building a strong foundation in the sense that she was pretty much covered from every angle and then made one wrong decision and it went completely kaput, which very astute um, in the sense that She's now not on the show, but yeah, like she, she wasn't really in danger truly until that happened. Yeah. No. Yeah. And sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I was just agreeing. You're good. But I mean, I, appre- I appreciate her post on Instagram though. Her like, cause everybody normally does the like, thanks for the opportunity. I've grown so much. <laughs> yeah. She just like, see you in two weeks. Yeah. For the people that don't like me, I'm sure you're happy, but I'll see you in two weeks. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Cause she's like, on 39. Look, like as much as That's funny. is like if she ever if Michelle ever heard what I just said, I, I would hope she didn't take offense to it because I actually really enjoy her on TV. Yeah. I enjoy watching her. She makes for great TV. True. She it's does. Just, it's just like. Don't fuck over the people that you're saying you're working with and then you won't have this problem. I mean, Maybe. I mean, yeah, might work like a little bit. She was on Spies Lies with Michaela and then was like, well. We don't have to work with Survivor, but I'll still work with Tommy, who's on Survivor. And then you think that Michaela Michaela got in trouble for keeping notes. Do you think that she did not remember what happened the last time that you played together? Bye bye. Yeah, come on. And I like both of them. Like Sarah, Sarah said it best. She's like, you know what? I really like Michelle, but that was not a good move. She didn't have the foresight to see what the consequences was going to be to this move. She made it hastily without fully thinking it through. It's just how, though. That's my thing. Like how it's not like Michelle is stupid. Like, and that's my thing. It's not like she's stupid. 
It's not like she doesn't know how to play these games. So how did Michelle not expect any kind of repercussions from literally looking these girls in the face and telling them one thing and then going and literally doing the exact opposite? Like, how did you think that that was going to work in your favor? I just maybe they would have all quit. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, looks so tormented that they just all quit. And then she could have run the final with Tori. I was like, what the frick? Like, what? What? I mean, if I was Michelle, I'd be like, I would have fucking lied. I would have fucking lied. But how are you going to lie in that so small a number? There is no way to lie. Yeah, you can't lie in in that situation. You know what? Roll the intro music. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us back at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got myself, Rick Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. And then, of course, we've got Tony, Stats, and then Info Lance. <laughs> Dose, two people. And Mozzie. And Mozzie. Fucking welcome back. It's been a sabbatical for Mozzie as well. Right. Freshly, freshly from back from the groomers. Yep. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, we are back with another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable where we're going to be recapping Challenge USA 2. What are we at? Episode 12 now? Yeah. 11? Or are we at 12? It's 12. This 12. one's 12. I had to double check it because I was like, no way. But yeah, Yeah, because 11 was slippery business. And this oh, one right. is revenge against the ruins. Amongst the ruins. Amongst the ruins? What the fuck is this shit? Because they're in the ruins. Because they're in the ruins and revenge is happening. God. They got to do better. Uh, yeah, for they gotta sure. They got to do better. For sure. I mean, but I'm it, saying at least this one makes sense, though. What is, it I, like relates to the show. Yeah, but. And isn't just a copy of the actual name of the daily. But now that I just saw the name of the daily, it's even fucking worse. Oh, the daily name brain is squeeze? terrible. Yeah. Horrid. It's because you have to use your brain and it's a tight squeeze. And it's a play on brain freeze. The elimination name is great, though. Hey, before we get going. We want to send a very big shout out to one of our listeners, Ooh, Ashley Perry. Yeah. Uh, talked with her on Facebook. It was a great conversation. We want to thank you for listening and thank you for engaging with us and talking with us online. Yeah. Uh, and she's down to come on with us sometimes. So you guys might be hearing her on with us. So see what happens. Eventually. The shit is real. We're not just talking about it. Like we'll bring <laughs> you on as long as we get to know you, you can- first. And, and as long as you can record like like late on Friday nights, because yes. you pass the vibe test. Yeah, you got to pass it. <laughs> got to pass it. Oh, sidebar. And I'll tell you this later, Tony. Watch the new Ninja Turtles. You were right. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you were. Anyways, we'll talk later. Big shout out to Ashley. Thank you so yes. much for listening. We yes. really do appreciate it very much. And you had some very kind, kind words to say. And it, I it, know. it made my heart go from three sizes too small to only two sizes too small. So thank you. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, we're back to recap this revenge amongst the ruins. That felt right. With I was going to say, yeah, you, you, did. you want me to try that one more time? I can do yeah. it one more time. All right. All right. Get it. Revenge amongst the ruins. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sounds like the eighth Harry Potter book or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a really bad Steven Seagal movie. I mean, yeah, but I'd probably watch it because it came out in the 90s <laughs> and it was on TBS Superstation. 
if yeah. John Claude Van Damme was in it. So I was into that fucking shit. I was like, let's watch Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah. What? Let's do that. Double time? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Street Fighter? Uh, you're not a good guy. Dennis Rodman? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Before Dennis Rodman got really crazy. I mean, in a good way. I like Dennis Rodman. I don't know nothing about Dennis Rodman. He played with Michael Jordan. He did. You know who else is from Chicago? Oh, God. The Bears. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just fucking. I was like, oh, God. Solid what transition. You, what are you going to say right now? <laughs> Deep dish. Deep dish. Oh, not a fan. Hard pass. Mm-mm. No, no, no shade. Just not my style. Yeah. I look at it this way. Those were the only two things that I could connect to Chicago. So if you would have asked for a third, I would have been like, I'm really debating if I want to say this right now, and I'm not going to, but you could have said if you have to think about whether you should say it or not, the answer is no, because Karina has to edit it. The Chicago Cubs, the White Sox and the Sears Tower, but it's not called that anymore. That's what I know. There we go. Chicago. It's a beautiful city. Go visit it. I have no fucking idea. I've never been there. Don't trust me about this. It's great musical. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's what, that was the third thing. I knew there was another thing that I kind of knew. The bean sculpture. There you go. Welcome to the Chicago fandom podcast. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, where did this even come from? I don't know. Why? How did we even get started talking about? Never mind. Please don't go back through the whole thing. Moving forward. (laughs) So when we started the podcast at the top, we mentioned Ashley Perry. Thanks again for listening. Uh, The Ninja Turtles movie is great. And then yes. Chicago, but I don't remember the transition. But all right. So going forward, <laughs> we start this episode with the intro and it's Michelle coming clean to the girls that she, that she didn't vote for Tori. She decided to vote what? for, uh, for who, Chris. Yeah. Vote for Chris because yeah. all the vets were voting for Chris, which also I just want to say, like, I just have to take back what I saw, la- what I said last week, because I was like, who did she vote for Chanel? But no, it was not Michelle who voted for Chanel. It was Cassidy. So here's what I was saying right before we got into the episode in the intro, which was you lie. You say, no, I voted for Tori. It must have been Chris. I mean, he obviously, you know, is trying to play everybody. He lied about everything earlier. Yeah, no. I don't don't think they'd buy it. I think they go talk to Chris. Yeah, but you could pull it. You could pull it. You I can think, no. No, no, I you think couldn't. I think maybe some people could maybe pull That's it. That's fair. Michelle, no, she does not have enough trust in this game. She doesn't have enough friends in this That's game. Fair. She's already gone back on her word once right in front of Chanel. So like when they were in the teams and they had that whole big thing. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like I I no, I don't think there was anything the minute Chanel grabbed anybody's ball off that wall besides Tori's and put it up that little shooter thing that was it that was the end of her game you mean michelle that's the one that'd be the one what did i say chanel yeah not chanel hold on let's have a moment michelle this is quiet you should add a clip mark right there because you fuck something up and that's my job (laughs) (laughs) my taking over your your position yeah i feel threatened (laughs) fuck <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I'm pretty sure the Jean Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman movie was double team, not double time. Yeah. Sorry, the screen keeps fading in and out whenever Karina decides to take a drink of coffee. Does it? Yeah. Take a drink of coffee and watch the camera. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I don't know why it does that, everybody. Well, I mean, we do know why. No. <laughs> it's I mean, magic. 
Yeah. I've been reading too much Harry Potter now. My <laughs> my magic skills are coming out. Darkioso. <laughs> <laughs> Lumos. There you go. <laughs> it was only a matter of time and I was not going to take that from you. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. letting me have that moment. <laughs> that, you're you are a gentleman, Tony. I'll give you that. Oh my god, that was great. So to answer your question, I don't think that they would have bought for a second that Chris didn't go with them because Chris is at a point where he doesn't have any allies other than the Survivor Girls, and he is all in on that because that's yeah. the only those are the only people that have his back at this point. Whereas Michelle's been playing both sides from the beginning. And everybody is aware, like everybody knows that she's playing both sides, but it's yet to really cause any damage. Um, but now it did to her. Game. I just I just feel like with the mess Chris created in the previous part of the season, as we you know, that episode, yeah, where Michaela had the whole heart to heart and then he gets nominated and he goes around and just does whatever he can to make it a girl's day and tells everybody a different story. I would, I mean, I would just say that <laughs> that was fucking cat-like reflexes. You see me trying to catch that motherfucker with my thigh. <laughs> For those of you that didn't see that, my phone almost slid off the laptop onto the, the floor and I was prepared to use my thighs of thunder to catch that bitch. <laughs> but Karina had cat-like reflexes. Thighs matters. The thighs save phones? <laughs> um... I don't even know what the fuck I was talking. I'm Anyways, so sorry. <laughs> no, it's um, Chris, you know, with him spreading all those fucking yeah. lies and all that, I would have, you could have played off that. There is a play on that with people. You can do it. I mean, I, I mean you can I say guess. you, you really believe this guy after you know for a fact that he went around and lied to the whole fucking house to save his ass. You're telling me he's not doing something to play the game, right? He was on a team with Tori. He's not going to vote like randomly Tori or randomly not Tori. I was going to say, Maybe. like, because then she, she, they went individual and she won and he kept getting thrown in even when she was winning. So she clearly wasn't protecting him. So mm. I just, I just don't see them buying it. I'm but not saying if they, it was like, they're buying it. I'm just saying there was an opportunity. To oh, lie. she could have lied, but they still would have thrown her in. <laughs> I'm not saying. Yeah. Karina and I misunderstood what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, there was we were alt- under the impression that you meant she could lie and it would work. No, yeah. <laughs> this is my- she could say that she voted for Seabass and that would be but you're telling me Laurel couldn't pull that off. No, I'm not saying no. I, I, I'm saying other players like not even, just amazing players, but any other player pretty much could have pulled that literally, off. Literally, literally like Chanel could have done it and she could have flipped it and put it on Chris or or yeah. or Michelle and Desi would have bought it. Michaela would have bought it. It's because it's Michelle and the the reputation that she has playing this game and playing survivor like people just don't trust her and that's the thing is it's like it's not just that one vote that she screwed over right there with chanel like it's been consistent on every on every season of the challenge she's been on on every show she's been on like she's consistently like been shady towards somebody that she's been working with yeah so it's like why would they think anything that they're any different (sighs) yeah i mean it's just I, I guess what we're saying at the end of the day is that Michelle doesn't have the social currency to pull off a lie. No, not with these people and not at this point. Yeah. Like if it was a couple of weeks back and there were more people to potentially pin it on. Yes. But the fact that the only people left are that alliance that are so close. 
Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that's hard to break. And when, especially if you don't have trust. I just, it's so weird for me that, it, and look, obviously I'm proved wrong in these arguments. I just want to bring them up, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, because I think there, it's an interesting point is the fact that like Chris was so far on the fucking outs of any alliance, yeah. literally two episodes. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that his word is bond with these girls. Like any, like they're going to trust him. They're going to believe in him enough on a game decision like this. No, I don't think that his word is bond with them either. I think in that situation, because it was best for him and them. Like, because it wouldn't like, what does that do for, for Chris's game? He wants to make sure the strongest women are in the final. So that's why he wants to keep Tori in it. And continue to just let her throw him in when she wins. It doesn't matter. I'm close enough to the fucking win now that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, I mean, there's a small, like, if you're Chris and you say, for example, deviate away from voting Tory and then Tory wins next week and throws you in, the people that you're going against are a lot different than the people that you were going against like a week and a half. Very That's true. fair. That's fair. That's very true. Well, and we know at the end of this episode that there probably isn't anyone on cast right now that Michelle could be in an elimination, maybe outside of a puzzle, like in a physical, it's just not going to happen. No. I mean, that's not her strength. Her st- well, this was her best shot. Like the way they it played was. out was her best shot to take a W. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It absolutely was. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that um, because it wasn't something like, I don't know, maybe she would be really fucking good at a pole wrestle. Who knows? Maybe that's also not to say that Cassidy is a layup because at this point, no, she is a wrecking ball for the girl's side, much like Underwood's a wrecking ball for the guy's side. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. I mean, look, it, and that's the thing is, I think there's a real difference that needs to be made. Would I pick Cassidy to beat Michaela or Desi or Tori in a hall brawl? No, no. no. But one of these other games or a puzzle, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You never know. I mean, I haven't seen any of them in like a puzzle elimination or anything like that. Um, you know, and no, if, and I love Michaela and I love the game she's playing this season. But that elimination she went up against Tiffany and wasn't really a fucking challenge for her. <laughs> well, no, Tiffany was in the stands. Yeah. At the same time that she was shooting, which was wild because she wasn't making any shots. <laughs> she was trying different angles. I fucking love Tiffany. I wish like I just wish she would have won that against somebody other than Michaela because I like Michaela a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. So many times like this season, I've been like, I really don't want them to go home, but I also don't want the other person to go home. So, yeah, I'm going to coin flip. It's 22 every time. Yeah. Yeah. Underwood and Seabass was probably it's funny out of all of the eliminations we've seen. Underwood and Seabass was probably the hardest elimination for me to watch. Or I guess Underwood and. Lewis and then yeah Underwood and CS were the ones where I was like I don't want anybody to go home yeah no agreed 100% I just can't think of one off top where I'm like oh god but I think they'll all be back like I'm not worried about them not coming back right right Same. yeah eventually yeah um anyway so uh, we get into the intro of the house um you know and obviously Michelle comes clean and it blows up it fucking <laughs> blows up just like we all knew it would <laughs> there's no if ends or buts about it I mean because right after that, you know, uh, Chanel and Desi basically just kind of come down on her. Like, dude, you're not trustworthy. Yeah. Everything that we've just been talking about. And then 
the happenstance that Tori's like, you know what? I'm going to find out what the fuck happened in this vote. <laughs> I want to know. I'm not going to just to assume, even though I think I know what happened. I'm going to go find the what what's going on. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I do, too. I do, too. Like, yeah. I liked that Tori just went in there and was like, so are you guys just going to keep it between you guys who did what or like, yeah, are we just going to? Well, and it wasn't like if she would have come in another way as well, like if she would have just come in and be like, who voted for me? The exact same thing would have happened. Like. Desi and Chanel both would have said, like, I voted for you. This is why. I don't know if Michelle necessarily would have been like, look, so they only did it because I said I was cool with it, but then I wasn't really cool with it. And I did the other thing. Um, so it was kind of on me, but I, I feel like that was, I think that was Michelle's way of trying to like repair some of the damage with Desi and Chanel by saying, look, they made their decision based on the fact that I was also in the mix on this. But in reality, all it did was confirm to Desi and Chanel that she was trying to repair things with Tori, while also to Tori trying to repair things with Desi and Chanel. So she was sort of trying to simultaneously repair both of the bridges that were burned, and then it ended up not working so well. Yeah. And look, it it takes a very special cast a member of the cast to be able to ride the fence on both sides of an alliance all season, all fucking season. And she did a great job for 95% of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but just fell a little bit short. And I mean, here's the thing is like, I really can't think of anyone outside of like maybe CT Leroy, maybe a couple others that can really pull that move where they ride it the whole way, just right down the middle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I respect what she did. Um, I think it was very telling of Desi's gameplay after they all came clean saying, you know, look, I'm not a liar in real life. I made my yep. bed. This is what I did. And, you know, they were all yes. very accountable for the decision totally. they made in a game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you saw it affected Desi in a way that it didn't seem to affect the other girls. Like, because no. Desi felt like, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about this or anything. I'm making a wild assumption <laughs> that like it is reflective of her character outside of the game. Yeah. yeah I, think, I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. And we've talked about this like a hundred thousand times here on the podcast, but yeah, I don't agree. Like, and, and, and I get why she feels that way and like no disrespect and like not disrespecting like her feelings or whatever. And I know that house is, got to be difficult to deal with these kind of things in but yeah I just I don't agree I I don't look at how somebody plays a game like this for large sums of money and be like that's how that person really is in real life like Fuck no. no dude like no like it, Johnny Bananas is the perfect example like yes he's an he's an a-hole and I think his personality does carry over a little bit but like he 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 technically like took like over a hundred thousand dollars from somebody, but do I think he'd actually walk out in the real world and take a hundred thousand dollars from no. Johnny? No, like that's not it, it's different. It's different. Do I think Johnny Bananas is gonna go out of his way to sabotage me at my job? No. no. I think <laughs> I think he made a career decision in a game where this was allowed. So he yeah. did it. It was all about what's 
here's a, the way I think about it. They're all given a football field, right? And they're told very loosely where out of bounds is. Yeah. And they're told, get to the end zone. Mm-hmm. And when you get out of bounds, we'll tell you you're out of bounds, but we're not going to tell you exactly where that is. And we're going to let you figure it out and we'll figure it out as we go. It, yeah. I, I want to ask you guys this. Do you think in this situation, Desi or Chanel should have lied or just not said anything at all? Or do you think what they did was right and the right game move for them? Mm, I think what I, they did I, was right. Yeah, I think what they did was right. I don't think that it's going to, like, obviously it's not going to save them if Tori wins next week. She's already made it perfectly clear that, you know, like she pretty much told them that, like, you know, it's fine, but like all bets are off. But yeah. I think that them coming clean to her, yeah, like, not necessarily, maybe doesn't like a reinstate some like trust, but it shows, like you said, accountability and that, you know, they're at least willing to be honest. Yeah. You I, know, so. I can see that look. And Tori doesn't really seem from what I've gotten to know from talking to her a couple of times and watching the couple se- or the few yeah. seasons she's on as like a really hold a grudge person. Now, we don't know that for right. a fact, but yeah. Right. Um, you know, she seems to let things go or, or want to. Right. I agree you know? with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like this deep in the game too, like this deep in the game, the, you can say, yeah, my bad. I did it. But like, it's very hard for any momentum to be gained from that. Like, so that there's going to be huge adverse effects. The worst case scenario is Tori wins and puts one of them in, but she can't put both of them in. and she doesn't have control over the survivor side of the house to get the votes together to make it head to head on those, like those two in particular, like she can't make it be Chanel and Desi. Mm. She can put a couple votes in, like she can get her side to put the votes in, but she can't make the survivor people put the votes in, especially this close to the final. I agree that it's a good move. It's also as much as I hate to say it because I don't like people who play this way. It's good for future seasons. It's good to have that open discussion. And it's good, for example, for Desi later to not put Tori up. But for this one, it's just going to play out how it's going to play out. Do I think if Tori wins next week, next episode or, you know, wins, she obviously doesn't win this one. But if she were to win this one or the next one, I don't think she's targeting Desi. No, no, she's targeting Chanel out of the two of them. And honestly, I think, I think she's going to she would target Michaela. I think she yeah. targets Michaela. Yeah. Yeah. Before any of them, which might be a really valid fucking argument to make. Not even might be. It is a valid. Get, <laughs> get her the fuck out before the final. Well, I mean, and look. No I, offense, no, none, no offense at all. None. Just because she's good, <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Her, like, there. her social game that we've seen this season, yeah, is because let's be honest, this is her rookie season. She got one episode, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This is her, and for her, a rookie to be playing socially so well amongst heavyweights of the game, yeah, like giving her her fucking you know her applause because she's doing a phenomenal job and I agree. i'm super impressed by it i agree same with desi i mean look like oh, yeah. this is really desi's rookie season because now she's playing with challenge bet and playing in a challenge based game i'm not having that conversation we don't have time it, well, i'm just trying to give the most 
general view of it. It's not what I truly believe. I'm just being a dickhead. I know you are, and I have mine, and I get it. So let's move on. Josh in the next scene finally realizes he's made top five, and this is the furthest he's ever made in the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was so excited. He really was was excited for him. Yeah, that was cute. I honestly, I liked that scene, and I know he's going to get a lot of shit for it. And I know the guys on the show gave him shit for it. And I know the fans are going to give him shit for it. But you know what? I liked that scene. That was really like wholesome and just like real. Here's the thing. I'm going to say two scenes that I don't, I know we're the challenge fandom podcast. I don't really give a shit what the fans say about it. For me, like the scene where Desi and Chanel kind of fess up to Tori, that's not them apologizing to try to like gain favor with Tori. That's just saying like, yeah, we did it. This is how we're going to move forward. And clean slate as much as a clean slate can be gained from that. And the same with Josh, like he's played a fair number of seasons and this is as far as he's gotten. Let him fucking celebrate. Like it serves it. It does nothing. It does not impact you in the least to yes. let Josh have his moment and be stoked for a guy who's worked his ass off. And like in the, in the off season, like while he's been away from the show, he's been busting his ass. So that when he came back, he could get this far. I'm like, power to him. Major props to Josh. Well, and I want to be clear. It, to me, there was only one person that made a comment. It wasn't multiple people that were kind of giving him shit. No. Like, I feel like Corey kind of gave him like one of those like friendly, like, ah, oh, this is furthest yeah. you've made it, you know, kind of things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Bananas was like, oh, you just figure that out. You know, and it's but like, can you not count? Yeah, Bananas is an ass. And, and I expect that from him. Bessie didn't say, at least from the edit, a fucking thing, which I appreciate because he understands where Josh is at and how much this means to Josh. Yeah. And as much as I might rag on Bessie in previous seasons, I think he's played this season extremely well. Yes. I've, yeah, I like Bessie based on this season. And I've grown to enjoy him this season in the game. Um, He still gives us the tropes of, you know, I I played football. You know, it wouldn't be right if we didn't hear that. That's like (laughs) Corey telling us about his kids kids at this point. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, So, you know, I've enjoyed it. But the scene that comes later makes me really appreciate Fessy. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Me too. I do agree with that. Yeah. There's like there's one moment in particular that like. I like Fessy for this. Yeah, I do want to ask you guys this. This is the furthest Josh is making made it. Mm hmm. Do we think he's making the final? He's top five, or do you think he loses in this next one? And I don't want like a detailed explanation, just yes or no, Josh making the final. Oh, I'm sticking with what I said last week. I don't I don't think he's gonna make it, unfortunately. I feel like they use him as the quote unquote best option to get to the final for the rest of them. I don't know how that plays out, but that's Either way, I feel that Josh is in elimination next week. And so is Cassidy. He's got a 20% chance. He does. And I honestly hope he proves me wrong. I honestly yeah. hope to be proved wrong with this. Like, I, I really, I want Josh to go to a final. And I'm not saying, like, I want Josh to win this final. I honestly don't think he could beat any of the guys that he would be running next to. But just for him to be able to run that final, to make it to that final yeah. and accomplish that, like, I would be so stoked for him. So I'm, I'm hoping to be proved wrong. To me, it's 
even though I might not like, I like Anissa, but I'm, she's not like my favorite where they're like, Oh fuck. I need her to make the final. You know, yeah. I still feel for her because she hasn't made that final, you know, yeah. except for like one season a long time ago. Right. And I am not naming it right now. Cause I'm not fucking challenged Wikipedia, but <laughs> I still want to see her make the final, even if I know she's not going to win it. I want her to have that accomplishment for yeah. herself. And yeah. cause, cause that's, that creates a moment. You know what I mean? And yep. that's what we're all looking for. Um, anyways, from here, we go to the daily. <laughs> this one, it's, it's, it is a better name. I will give you this brain squeeze. It does make sense, I mean, but it's still stupid. It's dumb. It's still stupid. Yeah, but it's a play on words. So it made me laugh. So I give it props. I, I wouldn't say it laughed. It, it made me, <sighs> well, it didn't laugh. I laughed. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, hmm. uh, yeah, that's <laughs> clever. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you think about it from beginning to end, it's called brain squeeze. But then Bananas had brain freeze where he just decided to believe Michaela and turned around. Well, technically, they are supposed to be working together, sir. And Michaela is pulling the bananas. No, we're going to get into that. (laughs) And fucking lie to him. And I loved it. I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, it We're going to get into that. Look, I don't want to explain the whole everything. They have to go into a gym. Perfect. They have to go get. Yeah. Y'all watched it. Great. Yeah. Lovely. All right. This is what I have to say about the bananas. Michaela thing. Okay. Yes. Bananas and Michaela had this like agreement alliance i don't even want to call it an alliance but just like sort of a sort of an agreement with each other uh that they would kind of watch out for each other or whatever however very few times in this game do alliances or agreements apply to letting somebody else win the fucking daily normally it's if i win i will keep your ass safe but that don't necessarily mean i'm going to help you win the daily So, no, I don't think that this was a breach of if that agreement is still in effect between Bananas and Michaela. I don't think this was a breach of it. And I don't blame Michaela one single elbow. But most alliances and agreements also don't include lie to me. So I intentionally lose the fucking daily when there's a male winner and a women's winner. How much of a rookie fucking move is it to take somebody else's word when you're searching for stuff like that? Oh, I understand. That's a rookie ass move. Oh, yeah, That's no, 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 I 100%. I understand. I just, I'm making the counter argument. No, Someone's got to fucking make it. Otherwise, we're all going to be like, yeah, no, that was a great move. I get it. No, I get it. Mean, but a, I'm just saying, like. It was, but I got to argue. No, I'm just, know? I'm just saying, like, it, no. But that, that, the fault of that falls completely on bananas, in my opinion. Oh, 100% it does. I just feel like if you made an agreement with someone, I don't disagree with the fact that Bananas would feel betrayed by that. Well, no, well, and I, I get feeling betrayed, but... Bananas feels betrayed by a lot of things to use later because he was betrayed. Look, but everybody feels that way. Like, people get upset that other people lie, and it's a game about lying, you know? So it's the most fucking asinine thing, yeah. but he has a valid point. You know I mean, what I mean? He made an agreement with someone... And she intentionally told him information that made him lose this this daily. But he never said that he felt betrayed by it. Well, I it was never mentioned at all. All that happened was great attention to detail. Chris was all that was said. I mean, it would have been smart if he was really listening and realized that Chris was told by everybody, hey, there's eight and realized, oh, look, Michaela's got eight. Everybody else has already got eight. I don't have eight because he didn't hear that. He heard it when he was sitting on his couch watching this episode 
Well, he, I, yeah. they were all yeah. trying to solve their seven piece puzzle when Chris went back because he only had five. And then that was when Desi told him that there were eight. Uh, well, and look, was it a great move? Yes, it was a beautifully well played move by Michaela. And I'm not upset about it at all. Oh, I just yeah. I just have to give you a counter argument. Otherwise, we're all going to be like, dude, Michaela's fucking great move, man. And I mean, no, look, don't don't get me wrong. Was it shady? Yeah, it was shady. But you also have to remember, like, yes, her and bananas had this, like I said, this agreement or whatever you want to call it that they made on what, like week, like six or seven or some shit like that, like almost half the season ago. But she came into this game with her survivor alliance, and that's always going to trump any kind of agreement that she makes with people in the game. So when it came down to is she going to freaking allow bananas to win and throw Chris in because she knows exactly what's going to happen. If bananas gets that eighth piece down at the bottom of the tunnel there, Chris is going to get thrown in and as probably a survivor girl, because then Tori's going to get the, the info and she's going to win. Like Michaela literally protected her entire survivor Alliance with one fucking move. Just telling bananas it's empty down there. There's nothing down there. She protected her entire fucking Alliance and ensured that survivor was going to win. No, I, I agree. It was, it was, like we well played i just like i think honestly like the way that this worked out combined with the fact that not only did she like plan this all out and it didn't even really matter who came down the tunnel it just happened to be bananas um but the fact that she planned this whole thing out and she had that first of all that that ability to look like beyond herself and be like look i might not be the one who wins this but i'm gonna make sure one of my people win it And so instead of getting all her puzzle pieces and all of this, she went around and she explored that entire fort, that entire thing and found every single nook and cranny and looked to find where all the pieces were. And the fact that she took the time to do that, knowing that she would most likely not be the winner, but that it was going to help propel her team, her alliance, her survivor team forward. Like that was masterful. Like it was beautifully done. Yeah. And the same with Chris stopping at five taking the pieces out, checking it out, seeing how the puzzle works, and then going for the rest of his pieces was also incredibly smart because he knew what he had to do. Right. I, I yeah. do think taking the pieces out and looking at them was smart. I don't think it was smart for him to sit there and try to put them together because no matter what, you were never the way behind, the puzzle yeah. went. Well, and the way the puzzle was, because it was stacked on top of each other, there wasn't like laying it on a board where you could be like, oh, there's three pieces missing. I need to go find three pieces. Like there was no way to tell with this puzzle the way it was stacked. So like he could literally have it stacked and be like, okay, now how many, like it didn't actually tell him how many pieces were still missing, but it did kind of give him an idea of what he would be building when he found them all. Um, You know, and obviously lucky, luckily when on his run back there, Desi saw him and told him that there were three down the tunnel. So I actually liked that component a lot from the daily that they didn't know how many puzzle pieces there were. So it like you can you can stop whenever and you can try to put your puzzle together. But if you don't have enough pieces, you're going to be wrong. Well, and that was that was actually going to be my next question is, you know, how you guys like what your guys' thoughts were, what you guys felt about this style of puzzle, because I I actually really liked this because it did. It forced them, at least some of them, to actually take the time to do what TJ said and go through that entire fort, that in, all the ruins and look for the pieces everywhere because they could be in plain sight or they could be hidden and, you know, all that shit TJ said. 
So I really liked this puzzle because there wasn't, like I said, there wasn't a way for somebody to just lay it out and be like, oh, I'm missing two pieces or three or yeah. whatever the heck, you know? What I didn't like is nobody decided to work together like that are in none an of the alliance. Vets, yeah. yeah, like none of them was like. Well, no, they did. No, like bananas was helping like Josh and Fessy and like told them. Yeah, Fessy yeah, and Josh but, went full diehard and went through the hole in the wall. Yeah. yeah, and and I get that, but like nobody was like, "Hey, I'm gonna follow this tunnel a little bit further down that obviously has pieces in it." Yeah, I know that was yeah, like you know none what I mean. Of the vets like they got seven, but they it. didn't decide to go further down to see if there was an another piece. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what blew my mind about it. But look, with that being said, as much as I'm making the counter argument for bananas and how I think he should feel in this situation based on it, because at the end of the day, I think if it, the shoe was on the other foot, Michaela would make a big fucking deal out of this. You know what I mean? I do think that's true. And I do just also want to say, and I, I want to say this just because it backs your point up, is after the daily is won, obviously, congratulations to Chris and Desi. They absolutely fucking smash this. Hell yeah. But Michaela gets like a little like she not it's not even a confessional. It's just like she's talking kind of off screen mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she says, quote, Chris said not today. Y'all even jumped him in the last challenge. And I'm like, what? You did the same thing. Michaela, stop talking shit about the guys jumping Chris. When you literally did the same fucking thing to Tori, like it's so aggravating. I'm like, come on, dude. Like you're such a cool person. Please stop doing little dumb shit like this. That makes you look foolish on TV. Well, there's my rant. It, look, and one, I enjoyed this daily. I've been waiting for this good. kind of daily where it's an endurance base with like a puzzle yeah. or something like, cause I, I think endurance and puzzle make for great dailies. Well, and that's the final. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's recipe for success for me. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite dailies is, excuse me, is from uh, Invasions and it's, uh, was it curry? Curry up. Curry up, where they had to run and drink that spicy curry. And then that leads to the next day, bananas taking the toilet seat and Ashley having a fucking meltdown. Oh, that was a beautiful. And the reason I'm bringing all this up is because it's, there's a lot of similarities to meltdowns that we see later in this episode. Mm -hmm. And We'll go ahead and get into that once we get back from this break for Spotify for podcasters. Is that what it is now? Yeah, that's, that's still podcasters. we didn't we didn't change our our host. We just changed where we record everything. I'm just saying there's so much change. I'm so confused. I don't even know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Thank you so much for sticking through that break. All right, so right after the daily, obviously we get into a little bit of deliberations, but before the deliberations, we get some house time and we get Michaela chilling with, what was it, Bananas, Josh, and Fessy? I don't think Fessy was there. I think he might've been, I don't know. He's an introvert, so he's a little bit quiet. You don't know. You never know. And he's been super quiet this season. Yeah, well done, Fessy, well done. We'll get to you. Anyways. (laughs) Michaela and them start talking about how, you know, she wants to be a girl's day and bananas like, well, um, unbeknownst to her, I want to be a girl day, too. <laughs> that was already the plan. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's not verbatim, but general gist of what he says, um, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Uh, spoiler alert. Bananas might get my line of the night here. Oh um, but anyways, as they're talking about they should make it a girl's day, all of a sudden. Michaela starts kind of like, you know, 
spilling the beans on what happened with the whole Tory vote mm-hmm. and what plan was in Michaela and blah, blah, blah. And Michelle overhears all of this and decides to come in and confront her, <laughs> which that once move. again is, yeah, not ideal move for Michelle to make. No, um, not ideal. Because from what I've heard, this went on for about 45 minutes. And from the edited version we got, she she got decimated by Michaela in every sense of the word. Michaela did not raise her voice, change her tone or even move. Just ate her noodles. Why? What is it with noodles in Italian fucking drama? Italian dishes in the house. I mean. <laughs> so what did you guys think of this scene? I mean, it was a thing of beauty. It was you couldn't have scripted it better. I, I appreciated that when Michelle came in, she came in like guns blazing of like, what are you talking about? And Michaela yeah, was just yeah. like, oh, what you were saying last night. And just told her exactly what she was talking about as if she expected to be deterred by it. Look, this goes back to how dumb my earlier portion of being devil's advocate was with Michelle, because Michelle clearly gets to try or she tries to get Michaela to tell the truth about like the whole ordeal. And Michaela's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, that wasn't the plan. What do you, that was your idea. That was no one else's. And everybody else was just looking at Michelle like, Looks like you're the mastermind. I told you I wanted to have a girl's elimination before the end of nomination. Well, who did you say? I intentionally didn't say a name. I mean, well, I mean, that's not true. She did. She did say Corey's name, but like roll the fucking tapes. But again, this goes back to roll the tapes. Roll the tapes because you 1000% said Tori's name specifically. Twice. Twice. (laughs) However, (laughs) consecutive weeks. This goes back to what Rick was talking about at the beginning of the episode, which is lie. Lie. This is one of the situations. This is one of the situations that Michaela is in a position where she can fucking lie. And Michelle does not have enough people or support or trust around her for people to be like, yeah, Michaela's lying. Michelle's telling the truth. Like, no. And especially with the way Michelle was behaving and handling the situation the way Michaela was you know it was just it was it was a no it was, win it was great for tv it was a lovely for tv but at the same time again really really stupid for Michelle's game like, what were you thinking you know what it reminded me of Josh and Kells in Spies oh, Lies dear God, that was such that was, that's what it really really reminded me of the more I think about it it's like yeah, that's it was it was just a verbal beatdown. It, it was proportion. And, and that's the thing. Like Michelle had a lot of great points. And she was right a lot in that in that confrontation. Michelle was right a lot. However, she just does not have the capability no. to have a, a, a like a debate or like a, a confrontational like an argument with someone like Mich- Michaela. She, 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 Michelle does not have like the ability, like the capacity to play in that type of an arena with somebody like Michaela. Like no, she's just too quick with the not. tongue. Like Michaela is, you know, you can't do that. But again, highly fucking entertaining. And this is where my line of the night, my personal line of the night comes in, which is where Michelle tells Michaela, she's like, yeah, I'm a fucking mess, but I'm not a villain. And I, I, I 
lost my shit at this line, like especially hearing it unedited on Paramount and just yeah. like you really hear good. the infliction of her voice and like she's almost a t- it's just it's so everything about it was so perfect. Like you said, t- Tony, it couldn't have been scripted better. It was a perfect little <laughs> fight, fight and argument. But yes, Michelle got absolutely eaten alive. Well, and to be honest, this is what a large section of the fan base watches the challenge for is yeah. for these little altercations that. And look, I enjoy the fact that it was over gameplay yep. and not yes. over something irrelevant to the like season, in my opinion. Yeah. A guy or, yeah. you know, something, something. St- I heard yeah. you said that. No, it was like about the game. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing is it was relevant and it was a verbal fucking beatdown. <laughs> well, and I have no other words to describe it in my uh, my Rolodex of words. Yeah. Even even like the confessional too of oh yeah play a different game if you want a different result exactly yeah like rick said absolute just verbal beat down on michelle and i don't even the the best part about it though is i don't even think that michelle really realized how bad she got her ass kicked in that room until like she did not realize that in that moment like she may not have even realized it until she watched it back on the episode recently but yeah she got manhandled verbally So here's my thing. I want to I want to have a, a little question session here. Still well, hypo- not a hypothetical, but w- which one do you prefer? And the question is, who gave it to Michelle worse? Oh, Michaela or Laurel? Oh, I don't know. That one's tough. That one's tough. I almost feel like Laurel's was harsher. Yeah, I feel like Laurel's was harsher and like more deeply felt by Michelle. Michaela's but I feel like Michaela's was yeah. longer, obviously, because like that Laurel thing didn't last very long. No. And you're saying that somebody informed you that this was like 45 minute fucking thing. Well, Michelle said it on social media. Oh, okay. Um, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I almost I'm almost leaning towards more towards Laurel just because of like how yeah. badly it affected Michelle afterward. Well, it ruined her game. Well, I mean, yeah, and and her having the confrontation with Michaela, I don't think ruined Michelle's game. I think her game was already ruined before that because of yeah. the Tory thing and everything else. So, like, I don't think this confrontation her. was it no. didn't it didn't help. But no. I don't think it was like the determining factor of that's why we're sending her in. You know what I mean? Um, but I just like the Laurel thing. Like, she was a fucking crying mess after the Laurel thing happened. You know what I mean? Whereas like with this, like she just walked away like angry, like, okay, whatever, I'm done with it. Like, I just, I feel like the Laurel one for some reason, I don't know if maybe she like wanted to be friends with Laurel and like that. And then seeing like that wasn't going to work out. (laughs) Like Laurel was not down for that. Like, you know what I mean? It just, it seemed like it affected her a little bit harsher, but we also didn't get an after effect of this because then she, you know, goes into elimination and goes home. So yeah, I feel like the after effect of this one is going to be felt for a few seasons because Michaela did it in a public forum. She did it in a setting where people came to the room when it was going down. And Michaela probably sowed enough doubt in Michelle's trustworthiness that. The vets that she was working with, who were pretty much all in the room, are going to think twice before working with her again just because she's a vet. 
And that's true. I mean, Michaela did do this in front of two longstanding male vets. And Corey. You know, bananas. And yeah, exactly. You know, Josh. So, So I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because in what part of this has she done the vets dirty? And even Tori admits to this is oh, the Michelle? fact no. is the fact that Michelle at the end of the day, she didn't vote for Tori. So she's safe base for Tori. And even she admits that bananas and all of them and Josh and everybody else was sincerely sad to see her go. Well, they were all working with her. Fessy said yeah. that Michelle was his number one girl and, and that, you know, Josh was his number one guy. I think it, depends more on the direction the challenge goes. If USA is the only standard where we get half survivors or one third survivors, then no, it's not going to affect her long-term position in the game. Mm -hmm. If it spills over to the flagship though, where we start getting more and more survivors in there, then absolutely. Yes. It affects her game for multiple seasons. It's, it's almost what bana- not what bananas did level, but it's going to be known that you can't trust Michelle. She's yeah. going to play both sides of the fence. Yeah, yeah you know exactly. I mean? So I agree. Um, anyways, from this rocky road we're on, we go straight into fucking actual nominations, which was incredibly smooth. Yeah. yeah, it was like they were just having a nice little conversation over tea. You know, some little some little sandwiches, those little those little triangle ones, like well, and <laughs> cucumber. It typically is when you have two people that are working together really strongly, like Chris and Desi are at this point. I mean, it was the same thing as when Bananas and Tori won. Like, it was a very simple nomination. And it's the same thing. Right. Um, You know, basically, they discuss the women first. And obviously, Michaela and Chanel are right off the table. Right. And, you know, then Chris says, well, you know, they talk about Tori and they say no, because she's more likely to win, which is a proper assessment so it only leaves michelle and cassidy right well and chris and desi agreed no. they didn't want to send cassidy in because she'd already been in so many times and yeah. she'd been winning however yeah. i do want to point something out that i thought was really interesting and again i don't know if this was maybe part of that like you know atoning for like what she feels like she did wrong or whatever but desi has this confessional during the nominations where she talks about how, you know, she's like, people might think it's stupid of me to not say Tori's name. And she's like, you know, and that Tori might be difficult to beat in a final, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Meaning like she's willing to run that final against Tori and just try to beat the best of the best. Like she's got the Goku mentality right now. And (laughs) it wasn't even a confessional. She said it to Chris. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. I couldn't remember if it was a confessional or just straight to Chris. Um, But uh, I, I really wanted to give her props for that because like I said, I, I don't know if it's still just part of that, like her feeling like she has to like make up for what she feels like she did wrong to Tori in the game after what Tori did for her in the game. Um, or if she just legitimately is like, no, I only, I want to run the final against the best so I can try to beat the best. Like, I, I don't really know, but either way, I just, I found it like really commendable. And I, I loved that she said. I think it curries a lot of favor. Yeah. And I think that it's a matter of like, her her not saying Tori is her olive branch in regards mm-hmm. to what happened last week. But I also think that like it's not even necessarily I wouldn't I mean, and I haven't talked to Desi about it, so I don't know. But I almost feel that it's these are the people that I've decided to play the game with. So these are the people that I'm gonna see through to the end. Not necessarily 
I want to go against the best. It's just a matter of she's aligned herself best because those are the people that she wanted to play with. And now those are the people that she's willing to run the final against. That's fair. No. And, and I, I see that. I mean, look, I think we all walked in knowing, looking at the women that were in this challenge. Um, once we got down to like where there was only 10 to 12 women, we knew who the top four were. Yeah. yeah. And it was pretty easy to see that it was the three in the secret garden and then Tori. Plus Tori. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've seen it for a while too. I think the only hiccup in that is like John A and a few others, but mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it's been kind of a foregone conclusion and it just happens to work out. I think her not saying Tori's name though. Tori's going to realize this, yep. which she does. Mm-hmm. And it is going to build that favor because the odds, like everyone said, of Tori winning the daily, I would say is 25%. Then here's here's my question. Yeah. If if Tori does win next week on the double elimination, knowing that it's like, that's it. That's the end. That's the last daily. Does she throw Desi in or does she throw in Michaela. Chanel or? It's you, Mika- you think if Michaela she's still? smart, it's Michaela. I wouldn't be surprised by Chanel though. Yeah. yeah, I just I have this feeling she won't throw Desi in after no. after this week. No. And also she like if Tori wins, it's the best opportunity to take a shot at Michaela because pretty much throughout the entire individual portion of the game. If Tori doesn't win. Pretty much Michaela. So that's that's the opportunity. Unless it's the well, no, you know what? Tori's proved us wrong because I was going to say she's pretty loyal and honest, but. In Ride or Dies, she knew they weren't going to beat Mariah and Fessy. And yep. that's why they threw them in against Bananas. Right. Yeah. You know, so would I, could I see her throwing Desi in? Yes. But I think she thinks Michaela's her bigger threat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And when you have like multiple threats like that, I just, I see her like kind of weighing the option to be like, well, this one, you know, didn't throw me in. This one did, you know. Yeah. I mean, if makes sense. <laughs> in all honesty, if Tori wins the next daily, I think she throws Cassidy in again. You think so? It's really? The, she's already done it. It's the least amount of blood. It's the least amount of blood, but it doesn't matter at that point. It's right before the final. Yeah, it's the last daily. Like, there's nothing that she could do. In all honesty, and I, I do like Cassidy, but whoever she puts into elimination is going to pick Cassidy. So by yeah. putting Cassidy in, she forces the other girls in the house to cannibalize themselves. Make a decision. Yep. And, and it creates some animosity, perhaps, before going into the and final. And Michelle's mm-hmm. already gone, so they can't vote her in again. Exactly. Oh, so that's it, a good it, point. Yeah, it sh- they have to vote in one of their own. I talked myself into it. That makes more sense. I have mine. Yep. Yeah, that actually does make sense. Hmm. So. Yeah, so they end up, uh, obviously, going with Michelle for the girl. This um, one's so surprising to me. Yeah, then they, they break in to start talking about the guys. And the first, like, thing that, that Chris says right off the bat is, like, yeah, bananas is like a threat to the rest of the house, whatever. But he's kind of getting old. And Desi was like, mm, I, I think guess that. like she's like, oh, I don't know. bro. Oh, what are you doing? Honestly, I think that one hurt bananas more than Michaela lying to him in the daily when he saw that Chris called him old. Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines of the night. I assumed it was your line of the night. Honestly, uh, no, it was That's pretty funny. It was close. But yeah. That was it was a good one. I liked that right out of the gate. He was like, Corey is loyal with an asterisk off the table. because so he is off the table. He is. The, <laughs> yeah, he is the most loyal out of the four who have been disloyal to me this entire game. And then I agree with Corey. 
doesn't make sense for Fessy because he's winning dailies. So on the off chance that look, I don't I don't foresee Fessy not throwing Chris in, but on the off chance that him putting Josh in means that Fessy won't say his name. It's a shot worth taking. Well, and look, here's my thing with the whole Fessy versus Josh, like who should Chris have said? I think Chris made the right decision Mm -hmm. to throw Josh in. Like you said, Fessy has more of a chance of winning all of that. But at the same time, everybody else that we saw in the house before Chris and Desi went and sat down in nominations already knew that they wanted to make it a girl's day. So why would he put a target on himself by throwing Fessy in when he knows it's not going to be a guy day? Throw somebody in who's not going to win next week and come back at you for revenge for throwing them in and keep it pushing. You know what I mean? It's also a chance to just kind of say, like, as Chris in the house, having played this entire game so far, it's a way for him to say, I always remember what like when I was a kid there, we had a neighbor who like they drank like they had Coca-Cola. It was theirs. Like I wasn't allowed to touch it. He was one of my parents' friends. And I sat on the step next to him and then he wasn't paying attention. And I was like, maybe like three or four. And I just reached over and I like wrapped my fingers on the bottom of the tin of the can of Coke, not to take it, but just to say, if I wanted it, I could have had it. And that's what I feel the vote for Josh was, was like, just to say, you know what? If I wanted you down there, I can get you down there. You're not untouchable. I think he did it. Same reason Desi didn't put Tori in. He knows that Bessie is more likely to win a daily and more likely to, I mean, he's going to put him in anyways. If Bessie wins, he's putting Chris in. Yeah. If any of the guys win, they're putting Chris in. But I have a feeling that it was, yeah, I think it was more along the lines of, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off base here, which wouldn't be a surprise. Josh, Josh presumably isn't going to win a daily. Because he hasn't thus yeah. far, not to say he's incapable, but he hasn't won one yet this season. Right. And I think it was smart of Desi and Chris to say, look, I, I want to put people in that are most likely not coming back. Yep. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I love Josh. You know, I like him on the show. Like, right. He makes great reality TV, but I think uh, the truth hurts and it is what it is. His elimination record is not stellar thus far. Thus far, he ain't there yet. I'm not saying he ain't going to get there, nope. but he's not there yet. That's why I said thus far. I do want to say, though, I don't remember exactly who said it to Fessel. It might have been Josh or Corey, Corey. Or, or Bananas, since those are the only ones left. Anyway, said to Fessel that, you know, he said something along the lines of, you know, oh, well, he's like, I'm so shocked I didn't get put in. And he was like, oh, well, he's probably just trying to like you know, make up with you and like try to like make some sort of a line. I don't I don't I don't necessarily think I don't agree with that. I don't think that Chris went in and was like, oh, I'm not I'm going to save no. Fessy and then he's going to want to work with me. Like, I don't think it was like that at fucking all. Like, I like I said, I can't remember who said it, it to Fessel in the house. It was either. Was it Corey? Yeah. OK, no, that is not that. I don't believe that for one damn second. Chris is not stupid. He knows no matter who he put into that elimination. If, if anybody wins next daily, he's going in. Like, he knows that. He knows there's no fixing his position in the game at this point. He just has to fucking win. You know, that's the only, yeah. that's the only way he's, he's staying without having to do another elimination is he has to fucking win the next, the next daily. So I, I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was like, I don't know if, if it was like Corey like trying to like ego boost Fessy or 
I don't know what that was, but I was like, no, that's, that's not, you're so late in the game. I don't think Chris is that stupid to think that he could all of a sudden make Fessy an, an ally by not putting him in. Like, no, I think it was just a misread of the situation. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I don't think that was his main reason for doing it as I've already mentioned, but I wouldn't say like, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to help but it's not going to hurt by not saying Fessy's name on the off chance that he wins. And on the off chance that he's like, you know what? This is an opportunity to take a shot at bananas. Who's won seven times and I can potentially get him out. Right. Well, and I think it it boils down to there. There are certain situations in this game where one decision can fuck your game permanently. And there's other decisions where it's not going to hinder you or really improve your position. It's just going to get you by. And I feel like this is one of those moves for Chris. It's just going to get him by. Yes, exactly. You know, I would would love to see Fessy win, go to deliberation. And as he puts bananas ball up on that shelf, just say, this is for Operation Hattrick. (laughs) Oh, my God. It would be amazing because like it was so inconsequential that he was like, you know what? I've made this entire plan, but I'm not going to stick by it. Fessel. That it would just be amazing if that actually came back and had some bearing on the f- the final. That would yeah. be glorious. It won't happen, <laughs> really but it would be hilarious, and I would no. fall out of my chair laughing. Yeah. Oh, that's how I feel about like ninety nine percent of my predictions oh, yeah. about stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do I think Josh is making the final? No, but I'm probably wrong. You watch him end up making this fucking. Watch final. him make it. Yeah, win this motherfucker. I would be so stoked. Well, that's the thing is like everybody that's left has a has valid. A like has a shot, but also is totally valid in the fact that they are there. I got spoiled really early on the final 10 because Twitter suggested a tweet to me that was gamer Vev. That was the final 10. And I was like, seriously, mm. like I don't follow them for a reason. And then that showed up and I was like, cool. So before it started, I know who is the final 10, but the fan in me was also stoked that it was predominantly survived. And I mean, here's the thing is, well, no, you know what? I, I don't see Cassidy winning this final. If she gets into it, I just don't see it. I think the, the, the competition on the women's side is too steep. No matter who the other three, she goes in against. Yeah, it's, I agree. Yeah, It's tough. It's an uphill battle and that's no discredit oh, yeah. to her, but it's like those, those gals are there to play like this last five is probably the strongest last five women I've seen in a long time. In a long time. You know what I mean? So um, anyways, they go in, they put the balls up (laughs) with the names on it of who they're nominating. Sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm a child. Uh, And uh, it obviously, like we said, it's Josh and, and Michelle. Yeah. And Josh is, doesn't seem shocked. Fessy's the most surprised. Yeah. Fessy was really shocked. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was like, what the fuck? (laughs) He was sure he was going in. I did like how Josh had like the like the composure and the control to be like, dude, if I just stay calm, everybody's going to stick with making it a girl's day. So I just got to keep calm and not freak the fuck out. And respecting the game, respecting the move, respecting the players and just being chill and being like completely in control. Props to Josh. Because I'm sure people are going to shit on him for every other thing that he did every other time that they can find. But like, first off, fuck off. Second off, like, props to Josh. 
Major props to Josh. And then on the opposite end of that, we have Michelle, who's <laughs> absolutely, totally, completely freaking out and panicking, of course, you Which know, she should be. And she she has that moment where she's like, you know, I've worked like all hard. I've worked so hard all season, like build all these relationships and do all this work. And it's all ruined. It's all in one move. It's all in ruins. Correct. And well, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah Michelle, that's how, that's how works. it works. OK, yeah. maybe next time. Don't go to people and say, hey, this is the way I'm going to vote. You want to vote? Let's do this. All right. And then continue to check in with them all throughout the day and, con- and, and confirm that this is what you guys are doing and then walk in the room and not do that. Like if you're going to do that to people in the game, then yes, all your relationships are going to be fucked. You, like just what are you? What? You do that in the situation that Desi did it in the beginning yeah. with Amanda. Yes. You lie uh, to everybody or you lie. To the person that you want to go home. Yes, exactly. And, and you and, set and it on, up for them to go home. Not, not this shit. This and, is. And on a bigger cast, like there yeah. were so many freaking people that still needed to like get, get gone. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't need to be here. Like there were so many people there at the beginning of the season when Desi was doing that. Like at this point in the game, you can't do something like that because there are so few numbers to choose from that. If you mess up like that, you make a move like that. You slip up like that. You're guaranteed you're going in. Well, period. She, she should have known. Look what happened to fucking John A. Yeah, yeah. Like one slip up will ruin your entire yeah. game. Like you have to be on point. And if you're not on point 100% of the time, you have to have Alliance members who are. So like you got to pick one, Michelle. You either have to be really bad politically, but super, super clean. Or you have to, you can be super messy, but you have to be good politically. Like you got to. You can't be super messy and bad socially and politically. Like it does doesn't go together. No. <laughs> so in the next scene, we get Cassidy. Um, oh yeah. Talking <laughs> about how she feels like she's being targeted, which she is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it look like I know she's self conscious. Feels like she thinks she's a layup. I mean, you're not a layup. You've already gone into what two eliminations and one of both. Yep. I think it's because people treat her like she's a layup. Yeah. It, look to me, it's, you're not a layup. You're just not in the fucking Alliance is what it boils yeah, down. That's to. really what it is. Yeah. You know, and with Tori, you're just not high enough on the totem pole for her not to vote in with the, as far as all the girls. Yeah. Go. And I feel like, um, I think she said that she was just the scapegoat some, like somewhere in this episode that she was just like the scapegoat that they keep putting in. And in all reality, and I know I said this earlier, I don't necessarily think that they put her in because she was like the easy vote. They also partially put her in because she's an absolute wrecking ball and she was the best chance other than them to send Michelle home. Like they fully anticipated her sending Michelle home. They didn't put her in to be like one of the two of them's going home. I feel like they put her in because they had a really good idea that she was coming back out again i think they sent her in because either way it's a net positive well, for yeah you know what i mean you know it, it, if she comes back great if she doesn't come back you know whatever yeah. we lost one that's not in our alliance you know we got right. one more to go right i think it's it just makes me think of world world championship because of the way Tony acted when they threw Kellyanne and Tristan in. <laughs> and then we got down to the numbers and, and that's what it really is. It's you're not in the Alliance and the numbers are too small. There's literally nobody else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What do you want people to do? Exactly. Vote in their friends over yeah. you. Nobody, literally nobody's ever going to do that. Yeah. You know, and that's my thing is like, I, 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 I like Cassidy to, to a certain degree. I just, 
there's just little things like, like all this, you know, we, ha- we had the whole like absolute meltdown freak out after the West vote, um, you know, and then like the Michaela thing, all of this stuff. And then now it's like, it needs to be fair, right? Everybody needs to earn their spot. And it's like, honey, if you're playing this whole season through and not getting sent into elimination, you're doing something right. You're earning like, even your though spot. Chanel has not been put into elimination does not mean that she doesn't deserve to be where she's at in this season because she has put in the work and maybe you've put in the work physically going into eliminations, but she put in the work socially so that she didn't have to go into eliminations. And that counts too. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I know eliminations and all of that stuff are super, super, super impressive. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, you're but, right. The point, the entire point of the game is to avoid elimination. So like I, I personally find a lot of value in people who can go an entire season without seeing an elimination and make it to the final. That's fucking impressive to me. In my opinion, what Cassidy fucked up doing was she got too caught up in the team aspect of yes. this game. And then once it went non-team individual, she hadn't built the alliances outside of her team or a secure alliance within her team to make her safe. I do agree with that. And I also think that I think that Cassidy might have had like a different idea of how things were going to go for her this season. You know, she's mentioned quite a few times, like relating things back to, oh, you know, I won three immunities or whatever it was on Survivor. Like she performed really well on Survivor. And I think she was thinking in her head like she would come on the challenge and she'd win a bunch of dailies by you know herself too but it's like you have to realize that like the types of games and stuff that they do on survivor is nothing compared to what you're going to be doing on the challenge it is very 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 different and just because you're good at the certain games that they play on survivor doesn't mean you're going to be good at the stuff that they play on the challenge especially when you're like hanging off of trucks and like all this stuff like they don't do that kind of stuff on survivor like when you get like those puzzles and shit, like, yeah, you're probably going to rock it. And she she did really good at stuff like that. But I, I think that maybe she just had like a different idea of how it was going to go for her when she came into this game because she did so well on Survivor. And because she picked her team. Yeah. And, and pick, yeah, she got to pick her team and like all this stuff. And they had a bunch of survivors and she thought they were going to be like Survivor and, and Blue Team Strong and like all this stuff, like all season. And. I think she thought even when they went individual, individual, that like the blue team alliance would continue right. to hold strong, that the survivor alliance would, you know. And again, that's a very survivor mentality because a lot of the time that's how it works when the tribes go individual is those tribes will still stick together and try to work together to get out the other tribe members, even though everybody's individual, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's still a very like survivor type mindset. And it's like that shit doesn't happen in the challenge. Once you go individual, it's. Every man for themselves, it's pretty who much. You, who you've built that relationship you, with. Exactly. And and that's the theme is that's where rookies are always at the short end of the stick is that they don't have three seasons of built relationships. Right. Like you're never going to get Tory or Bananas to vote Tory over you. It's never going to happen. Right. Especially the way this season's formatted where the alliances that she could probably pull from the guy side by me working with them and trying to give them information isn't going to work because the guys want the strongest women they can have. And is even though she's strong at certain aspects, she's perceived weak when it comes to running a final. Right. In comparison to who's left in comparison to who's left. 
And, you know, maybe that perspective is incorrect, but until we see differently, you can't argue with their perspective on this. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I, I like Cassidy. Do I think she's, if she made it to the final, would she win? No, I don't think so. I, mean, I, think, I think it depends on who she's running against, but like this final, left? no, no. I thought you just were saying like overall, no, no, no. does she have the capability? Oh, no, she I'm can talk fine. Just strictly just this season. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking strictly this, this season. Yeah, no, no, she would not win this final. There's no way she's beating Desi, Tori, Michaela, or Chanel. Like it, whoever out of those girls, any of them, whichever one goes home, the rest of them, no way she's fucking yeah. playing, <laughs> beating them. You know what I mean? She could bring in Enzo as a mercenary. Only if it fucks up somebody else's side. Um, <laughs> anyways, after this, it, look, this is one of the better moments of the show. Um, yeah. And look, I'm going to be honest, no hate against Josh, but it really isn't a challenge season until you get Josh getting super emotional over a nomination or vote. Mm. And the fact that it's happened twice with the West West vote at the end of that elimination, which I really loved. And then this one mm-hmm. with another one coming with another one coming. It creates like a really, I don't know how do I want to say this. It shows you a vulnerability that not a lot of people show in the challenge, yes. especially on the men's side. Yeah. And with that being said, it also showed how much work and how much passion and how much dedication Josh has for this particular, you know, for doing the challenge and wanting to yeah. make the final. And it, it, it creates a connection, in, in my opinion. I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, and look, I, do I think that some of his like emotional outbursts was probably stemmed from being put into elimination, like up as nomination. Yes, I do. But, you know, I do also think that he has those feelings that he was expressing to to Fessy and all the guys out there about, you know, not feeling like he's earned where he is and how he wants to feel like he earned it. Yeah. Not just that he made it there, but that he earned it, um, you know, and it, it like you said, it's just it's it's authentic and it's real. And it's something that like the fans can and the audience can relate with because it, that's exactly how I would fucking probably be feeling. Honestly, uh, yeah. like, I wouldn't get that. Far, I could not if, even imagine if I managed to. I would definitely feel that way. I mean, we, we talked about it towards the beginning of the of the season. I think it was like episode two or three or whatever. You know, we we talked about imposter syndrome because of, you know, the things that Desi was going through. And yeah. and, and and there was somebody else who who was struggling with it. Um, I can't remember exactly tiffany. who tiffany there you go you know and that shit is real that shit mm-hmm. is real real and you know this is his first time being this deep in the game having that final just right there within reach yeah. this is his first time and so like that that feeling of 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 feeling like you don't belong where you are with everybody else on the level where everybody else is like that's fucking relatable man well, and it's sad too like it sucks i feel bad for the guy like and i think fessy says this not in any the same way I'm I'm going to say it, but you know at that point you look at Josh and say dude that's your ego talk mm-hmm. yeah. that's your ego of comparing yourself to who you're sitting next to yeah and you can't compare your story to their story it's totally night and day um, but even if Josh doesn't go into an elimination which he talks about like he wants to go against Chris next week guarantee that he's now that's know, ego that, and that's, that right that's there huge ego, ego. misplaced but, ego it's a bad move. Yes. Even if he don't do it, Josh. And to me, even if he doesn't go into that elimination, which I don't think he'll follow through on. I hope not. And it's a hell of a fucking shot in the dark saying Chris is going to fucking be in that elimination because 
Chris is shown to be a strong fucking daily competitor. But my thing is, is you've still earned your spot regardless because yeah. you played the game right. Yes. To get this far. You haven't even been voted in until this point. Yeah, exactly. Like you've gotten maybe two or three votes all season. Cassie gets two or three votes every, the week she doesn't go into elimination. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you've earned your spot regardless, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that would be like saying, oh, well, CT didn't earn his spot in fucking, you know, Spies Lies or whatever one they didn't go into an elimination, whichever yeah. one he didn't go into an elimination in. It's bullshit. No one's going to fucking say that. Yeah. No. No, you played the game right. You got to the end. And if you win it, congratulations. Congratulations, you played a perfect season. Yep. Yeah. Point blank. Agreed. Do you guys think Josh follows through though? No. Do you think he goes into it? He tries to go in against Chris? No, no. Yeah. I honestly, I think that this moment when he was like, hey, you know, if, if, if everything goes right for me tonight and I don't go blah, 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 then I want to go against Chris next week and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to take his fucking head off. And it, again, like I said, it was ego and it was, you know, like just like, emotion flowing in that moment and he's standing there and he's having a couple drinks and he's standing with all his boys it, like of course he's gonna be like yeah i'm gonna go fuck that guy up <laughs> you know like I see it was a dude move and i hate to say that to like a bunch of dudes but it was a dude move it was a it was a it was a dick swinging contest on the porch of the challenge house okay like that's that's what it was it was let me show you what i'm not afraid to do but i'm never actually gonna follow through with like that's you know what? <laughs> you picked me, okay? Um, I'm sorry. All of, all of a sudden, as soon as he said that, all I thought of was the chef from fucking Little Mermaid. What <laughs> 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 stuff, this little crab? <laughs> I don't know why that turned Spanish, but it did. All it right? did. It's, like, it's supposed to be French. We're international. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> that was not it either. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is like the. The imposter syndrome can be felt like all through that, but also I don't feel that I'm out of turn here right on this podcast. Like we're fans of the show that we now do recaps for interact with the cast with and do interviews with them. Like, yeah, that's weird mm -hmm. to it's me. Really it weird. will never not be weird. And I always feel like one day I'm going to wake up and it's going to be like, Oh, no, you're not on a podcast. Yeah, just just kidding. No, it, and that's true. And like, I know we make jokes about it all the time. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys actually listen to us or watch us. Yeah. Or well, no, it's whatever. real, but though. It's, it's for real. Like, it's for real. Like, and there's times where like I get I've gotten messages from people who like write into the the fandom like podcast page on IG and they're like, say something, whatever. And then I'll reply. And then they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you replied. Like, you guys are oh. you guys are famous. And it's like. Mm. Nah, bro, we're not famous. Oh, man. Nope. I, I drive a 2008 Ford Escape. I don't am not that. fucking famous. All right. It's not, uh, yeah. I don't even know how we're here. Like, what do you. I've got wood paneling on certain walls. I'm not fucking famous. <laughs> Get the wood fuck out of here with It's you. like decorative, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my thing is, and, and that's kind of, you know, shout out to, to Ashley once again, Ashley Perry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get it. But at the same time, there's a difference between where we're standing and where Josh is standing. Josh has done fucking seven seasons of the challenge. Obviously he belongs. If he didn't belong, he wouldn't have done seven fucking seasons <laughs> of the challenge. Agreed. You know, how many fucking one and dones are there in the history of the challenge? Leave Joseph so many. Alone. Compared to 
And compared to, <laughs> well, mustard might make a comeback. You know, it's true. Colonel Mustard. Um, yeah. You know, how many people have done seven seasons? Yeah. Let alone seven seasons damn near in a row. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So that's my thing. I agree. Um, all right. So anyways, my favorite part of this whole fucking episode, and I know it's stupid, but I enjoyed it, was when they were all walking uh, to go make the votes. And it's, I believe, Chanel. Yeah, Chanel and Bananas. And oh, Bananas God. is eating a fucking banana as they're walking to make the votes. And she goes, isn't it ironic that Bananas is eating a banana? And he's like, it's cannibalism. They're probably going to blur this out. It's another <laughs> bite. Like, I fucking died on that because the next scene they cut in Bananas, uh, Banana was not blurred out, but they superimposed a picture of Banana over the banana. Of Bananas over the banana. Yeah. That Bananas was holding in his banana hand. It was a fucking banana section. <laughs> All right, it and was then he wild. left his banana peel on the floor and Michaela was like, this is gross. <laughs> Look, and you want to know how I know I have spent way too much time with my kids? Because as soon as he did that, I was like, someone's going to fucking spin out in Mario Kart. <laughs> the yep. whole time I was just like every person that just kept walking past it. And then Michaela comes in and she like picks it up. I was like, oh, party pooper. <laughs> yeah. So um, from this scene, we go. You know, we we know how the votes are falling. Everybody basically announces as they're putting their the fucking ball in there that they're going to vote Chanel. Um, you mean or, Cassidy? Sorry, Cassidy. Um, <laughs> so we go into Except the for two people. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Did you it, did you catch the magic trick that happened while everybody was getting ready to go to the elimination? No, what was that? So Fessel picks up his shirt. Oh, I did. Yeah, and then when he pulls it down, it's and then Corey. When yeah. it comes back into frame, it's Corey. He turned into Corey. Well, you know, Tiffany's in two places at one time, True. so holler. I'm just saying I can do the shirt flicky trick for us, too. What, on TikTok? Yeah, or on wherever. The, it doesn't matter. It's just, a, it's just a video editing trick. So, haunted. Oh, my God. You're so lame. Move on. Anyways. We Elimination. Elimination. Hot wheel. Zzz. I refuse to not make that plural because there was two. <laughs> there of them. were two wheels. It was Hot Wheels. I think they just can't say because it it's trademarked. That might. That's that. What if they put a Z? I don't know that now. for a fact or, or anything. That could be completely. It probably false. is though. I like that makes sense. I should probably ask Xavier. He would let me know because he does do business in corporate law. Yeah. I don't know if he specializes. In, anyways, that's going down a long path that we don't. I thought you just meant like he liked Hot Wheels, and he'd be able to tell you if it was trademarked. <laughs> If that was the case, Luke would be the fucking expert on Hot Wheels. Dude, he hurt. So when I was doing the the rewatch earlier, he was hanging out in the living room with me mm -hmm. and it like was at the elimination part. And TJ's like, you know, he's like, oh, your elimination tonight is called Hot Wheel. And like Luke looked up from his little tablet and he like looked at this and just di pure disappointment on his face because he was expecting Hot, Hot Wheels, Wheels, TJ. Yeah. OK, what is this shit? <laughs> so I. Uh, we get the uh, we get to see how the votes break down. Uh, Corey got one vote. That's from Michelle, which makes sense. She's not going to vote Fessy. She's not going to vote bananas. Corey's just a low guy on her totem pole. Yeah. Uh, Chanel got one, which from Cassidy. Cassidy. And then the other seven all fell on Cassidy. But it doesn't matter because they're going into the hopper of chance. The hopper. Get to the hopper. <laughs> I mean, it does matter, though, because Cassidy's name is still. In there, pulled times. out of the hopper because yeah. it's in there seven yeah. times. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, Cassie gets picked, and yeah. so we're getting a girls' elimination. We're getting Cassie versus Michelle, which honestly I think is the most outside of maybe Michaela Tory might be the most evenly matched. 
Yeah, or like Set Chanel Tory. Yeah, yeah, like just size and build and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Same with Desi. I like TJ's response to Cassidy when she came down. What did I, didn't we talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> Cassidy, I thought we've been over this. You're not supposed to be here, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to explain this other than they have a long bar with two wheels attached to it and they have to fucking light some Try shit on fire. Try to push the torch like yeah. between them and light. Kick some tires and light some fires. Thank you. I watched this fucking <laughs> shit twice. No fucking clue what my strategy would be going into this because I still don't really understand. It's one of those scenes I feel like you have to be there and actually physically figure it out. Like I well, can't. they alternated on either side of it, and the flame was in the middle, so you had to push or pull to your side and get. I, no, I, I understand how it worked. I said I don't know how it would create my strategy to it. Yeah. Like I don't understand how the strategy to it without actually physically being there doing it. Like it's just beyond my grasp but i am a simple-minded person as soon as he says go you push your wheel really fast and hope that you knock the other person out and then you just do your your six (laughs) they had mouth guards for a reason rick it didn't work for west that well against yes i mean it did but it didn't here's a question for you if this is on mtv rather than cbs do they get mouth guards for this daily for this elimination no I mean, I think they do, but probably not the ones that they had. They'd get like, you know, like the little like Pop Warner, like Pee Wee football. They'd get Invisalign and they'd be like, yeah, I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, that'll that'll be good. That'll do good. And you guys will be all right. The (laughs) fact that they have both shirts and hoodies that have their name on it is a CBS thing. Yeah, that's not an MTV. Let's be real. (laughs) Anyways, look, um, they have to light six targets. First one to six wins. Look, this. There's not much to say about this elimination. It was the Cassidy show. Yeah. yeah and honestly, I just want to say like, and, and I kind of wanted to, to touch on this topic with you guys while we're on here tonight is, first of all, this, elim- this elimination, it looked really fucking difficult. Yeah. Like really, really difficult. The stra- and, yeah. And, and watching the crowd watch them, it looked like it was fun for the, for the live crowd to watch. But this, this was not made for TV. This was not enjoyable to watch through the TV, at least not in my experience. But I feel like I've felt that way about quite a few of the eliminations that have, and and some of the dailies even, but mostly of the eliminations that have happened this season. Like, I feel like we've said this a lot of times on our recaps is, well, we don't really have much to say about the elimination. Like, you know, because they're just so, they're so hard to like express into words or to enjoy on, on from a television perspective. And I, I just I wonder why that's happening so frequently. I think it's because like for the eliminations, there's not a lot of steps to them. It's like this is a thing you do. The person who does it the best stays. Whereas the dailies, there's so many layers to it that you can actually mm. dissect the whole thing properly. Whereas like this, this elimination, like you push or pull your wheel and turn it. To light things on fire and make sure that the other person doesn't light theirs on fire. And that's the extent of it. Like they don't leave where they're standing versus the daily where they were running through the whole ruins with like, how many puzzle pieces do you need? How do you put the puzzle together? Do you actually trust the people that are telling you how many are left? Right, right. And I I guess you're right. Like it's hard to it's hard to build suspense with with something like what they had set up for this elimination. And I, I don't know. I. Yeah, that's true, too. I I just I don't know. And maybe I'm just like misremembering stuff, but I just I feel like 
like when we talked about worlds and when we talked about ride or dies, like we always had so much to talk about, about the eliminations. And then it's been like all season of USA two. It's been like, well, there's not a lot to say about the elimination. <laughs> this person won, but we can't say anything well, because it, we can't, you know. <laughs> look, I, I don't want to beat the same fucking drama I always do, but it's because production fucks themselves. Oh. The eliminations that we can talk about, they get, they cut it from three rounds to one round. Right. That's very true. You know what I mean? That's very true. And that's my thing. And look, it, I thought this elimination was fucking stupid. I didn't like it. It's yeah. it's basically the equivalent of um what are what are those tables? The soccer one, foosball, foosball, foosball. Is is basically you're playing foosball with one pole and the other person's holding on to it too, and you're trying to kick your soccer ball and they're trying to kick theirs. Yeah. Like, and that's the, that's not exciting to watch on TV. I'm sorry, I don't care how big of a fucking piece of metal steering wheel you put on it; it doesn't make <laughs> it exciting. Nor what colors like, you paint it doesn't matter. Like the highlight of the fucking elimination was Cassidy's mind blowing strategy of I'm trying to hold the bottom of the wheel with my leg, so that way she can't turn it as easily. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> We have a whole confessional just for that. That's awesome. <laughs> Versus Michelle's. I don't actually know what my strategy is. I do want to say, though. <laughs> I do want to say and I have to say it because this will be the last time that I will be able to show some love for Michelle because obviously she loses this elimination. Yeah, Goes home. Um, but she has her confessional. And in my opinion, I am I'm not creating a whole new like award category, but just for this episode, I definitely am. And that is corniest line of the night. And that goes to Michelle with her heroes are made in the arena. I was like, oh, my God, sell that shit, girl. Sell that shit. Because what did you just say? Like, what? <laughs> heroes? Heroes? Legends are born. I mean, you could have you, you gone with legends. You could have gone with champions. You could have like, but heroes like you're labeling yourself a whole ass hero. It's because she already had the villain thing. So she just went with it. Villains and heroes. <laughs> she had been she, watching something. Quote I mean, Sandlot for damn sake. Something. You know, heroes get remembered, but legends never, never die. die. You yeah. know, like I would have accepted that. That would have been a, a, an, an answer, even though she didn't put it in the form of a question. Yeah. So, so corniest line of the night for myself goes to Michelle. All I can think of is the tagline for Expendables 4 because I watched the trailer tonight before we started recording. The tagline for Expendables 4 is they'll die when they're dead. It did remind me very much John Madden. You know, the team that usually wins the game scores the most points. Yeah. Unless they catch the golden snitch. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking okay. Anyways. That yeah. was a daily. I that mean, pretty much wrapped up the episode. I mean, to be honest, there, it, unless you guys have something about the day or not the daily, the fucking elimination that you guys want to talk about. It, it's just no. they turned a will. Cassidy fucking outlasted and, and got what it was six to, six one. to one. It was yeah, six it was to a one. blood. I will say way back the one moment for Fessel for the whole like episode where I was like, OK, major props when Josh was like having his moment on the deck. When they did a close up of Josh, Fessel actually wiped a tear away from his eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a very touchy moment. It actually showed their level of friendship, yeah. and I, I did enjoy it. It wasn't really touched on, and it was sort of glossed over in that moment. So I wanted to make sure that I gave Fessel props for it, but also just like that's cool to see. 
because very rarely do you see a like a friendship between two guys or a relationship at that level on a show like this. Normally you've got like the hug back pat, good job, bro, fist bump. So unrealistic. (laughs) Like, dude, tell your male friends you love them. It's okay. It's okay, guys. Nobody's gonna judge you. Look, watch Tony. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Yeah. It's fine. No, No judgment. No, but that's actually funny judging, because judging, look at baby <laughs> because just adding on really quick to that like moment about Josh and Fessy and then we can we can start closing out is. Um, I, I forgot to bring this up earlier, but like this moment right here with Josh and Fessel is what like <laughs> has recently made me realize just how like fucking like my mind is trained to like be petty <laughs> because Fessel says this line to Josh and he's like. You play your game so good. Not the game, your just game. your game. And I was like, dang, that was kind of cool. But I, but then it's I got actual, but then I got online and literally nobody else was like saying anything like that or like feeling that way. And so I was like, OK, was I just like was my little like petty brain like taking over and maybe Fessy didn't mean it that way. But my brain was like pettiness right there. I see it, you know, like <laughs> I think it's I think it's just such a step up from the fessy we've seen for the last couple seasons that <laughs> people is. are like fuck it let's let it fuck slide it, let it slide Not man a big deal. we're gonna let this one go <laughs> this one's on the house all right you play great at your game we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get membership cards from jacob by the end of this i know right all those nice things to say about vessel I mean, I mean, like, I'll apply for give, one, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he's got to give like 30, 30 day free trial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I need at least a 30 day free trial. I, it, it like. Is there coffee and donuts at the meeting? Yeah, that. Ooh, I don't, like, I'm going to put it this way. I will take a membership card, but I reserve the right to cut it up at any point. It's like I'm going to take the reserve. I'm going to take the card like I had a blockbuster card, but I went to Hollywood video all the time. I mean, I still have my Blockbuster card, so. Well, you don't ever need to worry about getting ID'd then. You can just show them that That did happen, actually, at the (laughs) liquor store. I opened my wallet and my Blockbuster card was there, and she's like, never mind. Just, do you have your Air Miles number? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know I also don't need to get ID'd. I know my Air Miles number, like, off the top of my head because I got tired of losing my card. So, she's asked, somebody asked for Air Miles and then just didn't ask for ID. And I'm like, that's fair. I know my ID number, like the little, yeah. I know my ID number by that's, heart, but that's why it's super impressive what Devin did on spies, lies, yeah. and allies. But I'm like, eh, I know my credit card number by heart with everything else. On yeah. It. But you, you still have to consider the situation. Yeah. Oh, I did. I, in it, which it's far more impressive. Yes. It's just like, cause I, how long did it take you typing in your fucking credit card number a bajillion times over like, months no I, before your we're brain from was like a generation that's built differently yeah. because we used to actually have to remember phone numbers i know but so is Devin. i'm not disagreeing with that that's why i'm saying it's not the most impressive feat i've seen i, I Devin's a smart guy super smart i'm just saying but was that einstein level intelligence no you're such a fucking hater moving <laughs> no, on no Devin would agree with you're me fucking, on this you're Devin a still remembers the fucking number yeah. you're a fucking hater and I know he does he's told me he like does. I still remember my fucking phone number from middle school I remember friends phone numbers yeah yeah the only question Devin has never fucking answered that we have asked him or that I asked him was about the the coffee table yeah from uh, Ryder Dies when Kayla was like, he literally has this elimination in his living room. It's his coffee table. Oh, yeah. And I was like, bro, I want to see that shit right now. 
and he did not share it. So I kind of don't think it exists. But I don't know. Maybe that's just part of the the illusion of Devin Walker. <laughs> Look, we're going down a path that I <laughs> Let's don't get off go this. Down. Anyway, um, so we get the preview for next week on. Next week is going to be the final daily. Double it's going to be a double tights. elimination. Oh, Let's bro. fucking go. They're going to be, it's going to be this weird, like padded version of like hall brawl. Cause they had like those yeah. little like pad things, like just. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this. I want to see Corey or not Corey. Yeah, I want to see want? Chris and Fessy, both collegiate football players. Yeah. Both would bring it. And the fact that there's a pad there, that is just like a football drill. Yeah. Just like a football drill. And I think that it would create one of the more impressive hall brawls that we've seen in a long yes. time. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. That's exactly who I was going to say as much as like, and, and like I'm loving both of their games, Chris and Fessel, but I want to see them go head to head. I want to see this yeah. whole like bickering all season come to it, come to a head here in a hall brawl one verse one. Let's see who is the better fucking man out of this and let's do the damn final man. I'm ready. But I'm ready. with that being said, what about the women? Who do you want to see the women? Oh, it's a double. So yeah. the girls are going to go into. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to know what I would really love to see? What I like, want to see is what I don't want to see at the same time. Like, well, you can go first then. Go ahead. I want to see Tori versus Michaela. Like, really? I was going to say something else. What are you going to say? I and, and this is actually no, I think that Tori versus Michaela is probably the best option. Um, because they would both just fucking go full out at each other. I don't know, because I think this other person would too. But I noticed on, I think it was it last week with the oil wrestling yeah. daily mm-hmm. thing, right? Whatever. Did you fucking see Chanel's thighs? Did you see the size of those damn thighs? Those things are like tree trunks. I want to see Chanel and Tori. I want to see Tori thighs and Chanel thighs. Just booms. That doesn't just tree trunks. Just I don't think that happens. Run it. In- yes, they do. The, the thighs mm. don't slap. No, I know the sli- I know the thighs don't slap. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I want them to collide like those. Mm. Tori Chanel collision course. Do it. Skibbity paps. Skibbity paps. Thighs oh, matters. Thick thighs. What in the haberdashery is fucking going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I want. But, I be but at the same it. time, like I said, the the actual like overall most fair. I think as far as like body size weight all of that um and just absolute like earthy just grit would be Tori earthy grit? and let's fucking go yeah just like down to earth just that's like the most dirty diverse like, adjective i've ever yeah. used, heard you well, it's use. funny because i almost thought you said eartha kit and i was very confused but that makes more sense no like she, like just she's learning romulan girl i mean you're an asshole <laughs> well, I mean, technically, you spoke French earlier. <laughs> Me? Yeah. yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Oh my god, you're so lame. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you're you so lame. Me. You picked me. It's true. Anyway, did you want to do MVPs really quick? Well, I was gonna let Tony say something. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm an asshole. My bad. I mean, when it comes down to earthy grit, I would say probably like Fessy and like you said, like Fessy and Underwood would be the matchup because any they're the most evenly matched because anyone else it's going to be like off kilter a little bit um no matter what the matchup is and not like and that's in regards to like height stature 
experience, like as far as football and all that jazz collegiate. And then yeah. for women, like I don't want to see any of them go into elimination really. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is the 10 that are left. I would be more than happy for them to do like final starts next week. There's a purge of whoever, like the team that comes in last on day one goes home. Mm-hmm. That's like, that to me seems like a more like a better representation of what this final 10 is, because I feel like it's almost a disservice to the fans to have a double elimination of this group right before a final, let them all run the final, see how it shakes out. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm also not opposed to seeing the hall brawl next week. Yeah. So yeah, same. Um, who, I, oh, ahead. sorry. I was going to move on, but go ahead. No, I was going to ask something else as well. You can, you can ask. No, your- no, no. Mine's a closeout. Go ahead, please. Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, because I don't want to wait till next week and do it because then we're going to see shit on the next week on or whatever. Um, let's, I want to do just a quick, like prediction round for the final. Do you guys think that everybody's going to be running as individuals? Do you think they're going to be paired up into male, female partnerships, or do you think they're going to switch partners like at different checkpoints? I think the final will be the, the format of, of it will be very similar to USA one where where you switch switch after every round or something. I would like to see it fully individual but I think it's going to be checkpoint to checkpoint swapping it out. See, I think they're, I, I don't know why, but I think they're going to pair them up. I think there's going to be some kind of just pair up or pick your partner. Or I, I don't know, but I just have a feeling like there's going to be some kind of like pairing and that's your, that's your final partner for the, or that's your partner for the final. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I like the, the team switching thing. Obviously we prefer individual because it shows, yeah. you know, their capabilities and yeah. stuff better uh, or best. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. I am yeah. too. I think it's going to be a good final. Um, no matter who we get into it, who we get in it at this point, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a good season, but yeah. with that being said, it's been a long season as all of them have, <laughs> and I'm I'm ready for the six day break we're going to get before 25. Yeah, really, some time to yeah. put our feet up. the 25th of October. Yeah, really, kind of dive in and and know <laughs> that we have some time until the next season comes. Back. Oh yeah. <laughs> but with that being said. Let's get it. Let's get this closed out. Dude. We got a busy couple of weeks of recordings ahead yep. of us. Yep. MVP. Who you guys got? Michaela. Michaela. With an asterisk to Desi because, you know, she obviously kicked ass and had a really good episode. But if it wasn't for Michaela coming up with that strategy right there in that tunnel, I don't think Desi or Chris win this uh, daily. So I ter- I'll go in with you guys on that. I'll give it to yeah. Michaela. Fully, it would be like. Michaela and Underwood with honorable mentions to Cassidy and Desi. Mine's going to go. Yeah. Mine's the same. I, I have no, it, I'm going to give a shout out to Fessy. Yeah. Having a good totally. episode. So he'll get an honorable mention from me, but I otherwise like same. I like it. Same with Josh for not like freaking out when he got nominated. Yeah. Major props to Josh for yeah. the way he handled this, this episode. honorable mentions to everyone. Good job. You know what? All 10 of them. Bananas. Good job with line of the night. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, look, you just agreed. Changed it up. No, my line of the night is still Michelle. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I tried. Anyways, <laughs> before we go tonight, today is, what is it? It's October 6th. Um, today, A&E had a show come on. I don't have the title right in front of me. Um, we will have it linked below. 
Um, and, And hopefully we'll be able to find a link for you to watch it or at least catch a preview of it so you can see where you can watch it. But it is going to be an investigation, I believe, into a homicide. Mm-hmm. And one of the lead detectives on it was very well known from Survivor and Challenge USA, Challenge World Championship, um, winner of Survivor, winner of Challenge USA, uh, runner-up of Challenge USA 2. Well, like third runner-up, I think, or second runner-up. You mean world, yeah. Of uh, world, yeah. But anyways, um, Sarah Lucina was one of the main investigators on this, um, and she'll be featured during this mm-hmm. this. A show about true crime and she's actually done a lot of podcasts about like previous case yeah previous cases i've heard a few of them um some of the fans like i'll send them in especially when she was on world i was getting like different people like messaging in all the time uh sending in like links and oh i heard her on this podcast and whatever whatever i'm a dumbass who opened his mouth <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I will make sure that I find as many of those as I can and link them down below. Sorry, it's called Killer Cases. Yes, there we go. There you go. Killer That's Cases the name of the on show. A&E. Yeah. Um, so definitely check it out and let us know what you thought about. You know, we'll put up something on IG about it. We'll have a link below as well as everything else we've talked about tonight. But that pretty much wraps it up. So for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, and of course, Tony Stats and Info Lance. want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to, and enjoying this recap. If you didn't, <laughs> Don't care. Still leave us a five-star review. It is really helpful and we truly do appreciate it. Just do it. Just do it. It's, you know, pass that karma. Ashley wants you to, you know, yeah. Ashley wants you to, she, she thinks we're worth five stars. Why don't you look within (laughs) yourself? That's going to be our new slogan. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Put that good karma out there. Yes, exactly. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. And if you have any questions, you want to know more, hit us up on IG uh, at challenge fandom podcast or if it's bad at biodomer <laughs> on instagram so yep on instagram um you can find me on threads i, I don't know what it is but good luck finding me you can on find that. me on myspace fucking find me in the yellow pages good fucking luck bro. i've got a live journal somewhere hey you know what find me on my fucking tumblr account that got deleted <laughs> Oh my right. god. <laughs> from like like I said from all of us have a good night. Thank you guys. Later. Bye.